Our next guest on the program is about to launch a book entitled A World Undivided, in which we can maybe aim to see healthcare delivery from a different angle and propose a less travelled but more human way forward. He's an infectious disease physician who has worked on the front line of access to healthcare since the early days of the HIV pandemic and is known internationally for establishing the very first antiretroviral drug access program through the UN AIDS Drug Access Initiative. And we're lucky enough to have Joseph Saba, the CEO and co-founder of Axios International in the studio. Uh, Joseph, well, congratulations on your work and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's fantastic. We were just discussing off air. Uh, you came up with the idea of this book, A World Undivided, uh, back in the middle of lockdown in 2020. What inspired you to come up with this book? What, what inspired me is where the story of access that started with antiretrovirals 25 years ago. And progressively, I, I found uh, year after year number of gaps in the healthcare system that were actually impeding access of patients to the healthcare system or access to patients to, to, to the treatments that uh, are needed the most. So we worked on a number of solutions year after year. And then I thought, th I thought there was now a systemic gap that needs to be filled. That was before uh, 2020, before the, the lockdown and the COVID pandemic. When the COVID pandemic came, it became not only a matter of patients, it became a matter of public health. The fact that we are not able to reach the vulnerable patients who are at risk of dying from COVID, uh, we, we locked down the countries. But these patients are the ones that need most care in the hospitals that were overwhelmed with COVID and didn't get their treatment. So, so these were the issues that actually prompt me to, uh, I was already thinking of like uh, sharing that experience, but that prompted me to, to do this book. When you, when you write a book, obviously it is because you, know, there, you, you see that there is something which requires to be addressed and probably an addressal system too. But for all of that, we need to understand what causes the gap. What yes. is the reason behind the divide? Yes. What we, what we started is that people could not afford treatment. That started with HIV right. and then continued with cancer and many diseases. So we need to fix affordability. But as we, as we were fixing this affordability, we found that uh, there were people lost in the system Mm -hmm. uh, not even getting diagnosed, so we need to diagnose them. Right. And then when we started diagnosing them, we found that there were many people who uh, uh, who actually were not taking their treatment adequately. Mm. You know, I mean, you go to the doctor, you spend Do you? 15, 20, <laughs> you may, at <laughs> 20 or, or, or 30 minutes, and then you go, you get prescription, you see yeah. them next month. But what happened when you leave the hospital? Right, you know yep. that is the key issue, where uh, many things happen uh, when you're out of the hospital that may or may not make you take the treatment properly, and we started focusing on that, and uh, because we had no way to reach the patient when they leave the hospital, and we and now we have a huge technology. I mean, the bankers Google knows where you are, <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, the uh, the bankers. Yeah. Uh, know where you are. They where you're spending with your you, money. Yeah. Where you're spending your money. They connect with you on the apps. We know nothing about our patients. That's what prompts us to start looking at these gaps. Mm -hmm. And and when COVID came, 
yes, we needed to know where these patients are, connect to them. We connected to our patients because we developed these apps for our own programs. Mm -hmm. And we worked here with Dubai healthcare authorities, with the Ministry of Presidential Affairs to be able to reach more patients who actually couldn't come to the hospital and needed treatment. But in fact, in the whole world, that was the big issue that prompted people Access. to lock down. Access. Yeah, because I, I've no, noticed this, uh, being an Australian, yes. uh, there are certain people in really remote areas. Mm -hmm. It might be a exactly. five or six hour drive Correct. to go and get a skin cancer check. And guess what? They don't get get the checks done because something big comes up because it's a six hour drive. And nobody reaches out and to them. And nobody reaches out to them. So, so it's it's not, it, it's in wealthy countries just as well. Yes. Yes. Um, you don't have to look at some of the developing nations where we think they're not getting access to it. So when we're using this, what is the best example of the technology? Is it video calls? Is it access to apps? Is there one technology that's proven to be more beneficial than others? I think it, it, is, it is a mixture. I mean, certainly like sending SMS and notification is good. Mm -hmm. But what we found, and, and actually we published it in, in scientific journals, is that you still need that human touch. When there yeah. are yeah. human connections, you end up uh, you end up having a better outcome. So it should be a mixture of reaching out to you by email, by SMS, by notification, whatever, but also from time to time uh, facing or, or or making a phone call. There's a very interesting point that you make the human connection. My mom very recently broke her femur. Yes. Uh, she, Ooh, she, really? She got, yeah, she, she got it replaced and now mm. she is, you know, walking through metal detectors with a beep sound <laughs> coming constantly. Yeah. Uh, during once she was back from the hospital after the operation she insisted that she speak to the doctor and yeah. tell her about her uh, you know uh, the, the movement that she's having uh, the, the physiotherapist is coming and they're doing the training and everything but she wanted to speak to the doctor and the doctor was kind enough and he's like yeah don't worry I'll, I'll call you every day that's nice. The surgeon absolutely used to, without fail, at 6.30 in the evening, would call my mom and ask me, how are you doing today? Did you walk? How much did you walk? And I, and I, and I know this, my mom is very rigid when it comes to some things. But because the doctor is calling her, she was doing her exercises, yeah. she was going for a walk. I mean, right, right now she is, you know, walking without any any external support. Yeah, and, and it's very kind of, of the doctor Absolutely. to do that. But even if the doctor didn't have that much time, True. somebody else could do yeah. that at the hospital, outside the hospital, outside the hospital help yeah. her. And that is the kind of sur additional services that are needed. It's to actually help basic the customer service. It's it like when you, buy, when you buy a new car, <laughs> You're right. you, generally they'll ring you up two or three days later and ask you what was the service. Service, what did you yeah. think of it? But, but see, but then see, medical industry has never functioned that way, right? No. You you want to buy a car because you want to buy a car, and more than that, they want to sell you a car, right? Yes. Medical industry doesn't work because I want to sell you my treatment. You come to me because you are unwell, and it is you come to me. Exactly. I don't go to you, doc. And it is you come to me. Exactly. I don't go to you. Doctors are and not going out trying to sell. Different. I don't need to go to the to the patient, patient but right. I need to connect with the patient. But, but then there is also, I had a doctor and, and his view was sometimes it's better, sometimes it's better to understand the patient than it is the disease. Yes. Yep. yes. And, and so you treat, you treat the patient. So sometimes if I would go in and I'm feeling sick and I'm not well and he'd say, Lachlan, you're worrying about things too much. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, yeah, probably. But, but you're right. That that is true. And you will see many anecdotal stories in my book 
uh, about all these aspects, mm-hmm. treating a disease versus treating a patient. What does it mean, all these aspects? Yes. The book that you've got, and that's the reason that you're in here, is called A World Undivided. So what has the reaction been from some of your, your peers in the medical fraternity? Well, uh, uh, it, it, the, how do I say that? Uh, they, some of them understand and say, yes, this is needed. Some of them are like, yeah, but we are working in the hospital. We need to strengthen the hospital. It's the hospital alone today with chronic diseases, with the connections that we're talking about is not enough. You need to build something around the hospital to complement these services. The hospitals are overcrowded. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, the medical community is still very conservative, thinking that, well, no, we need to focus on the hospital. No, that's right. In fact, these days, though, I've, I've seen this a bit uh, often, and, and, you know, because of my background in medicine, and I'll come to that. Yes. These days, doctor, uh, the hospitals have CEOs. Hospitals yes. have, you know, uh, managing directors. As completely autonomous. Exactly. Yeah. It, so it, it primarily has got into the corporate structure of life too. It's just about time that, you know, the, the customer service, as we call, should probably be added to uh, that lineup too. But, you know, I mean, uh, as I was saying, I come from a medical background. I was yes. doing my research in formulation, uh, medical formulations. Great. Uh, there was a time when we were preparing and trying to find out, come up with new formulations for a foreign market. I'm, yes. I, I'm, I was in India. Okay, India needs medicine more than any other country because of you know the, the rural makeup True, of the country. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. We would we would uh, come up with newer formulations. I was working on metformin hydrochloride sustained release, uh, and and once it was confirmed by the FDA and approvals came through, what happened? There was a company in Jordan that gave us the first consignment order. Uh-huh. Wasn't a company in India. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Why? Because again, it is the requirement that we see that, oh, we need it. In India, it was like, oh, don't worry. We have the old systems. We don't need the sustained release That's formulation. Right. We'll take the pill thrice a day. We are happy with it. It is change. It is it yeah. is the resistance to change. Wonderful. Well, to, to get a copy of this book, where's the best place, uh, Joseph? Anyone can the get in The book will be launched on 14th of March and uh, it will be on Amazon and a number of other retail shops. Wonderful. Well. That's the best place to get in touch with uh, what is a fantastic reading. Are you going to recommend uh, medical students at universities? This becomes part of the, uh, uh, the, the, reading, the reading criteria? Yeah, I would hope so. We, we, it is really about time to use this digital mm-hmm. revolution yes. to actually transform the healthcare system. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on all of your work uh, over the course of your career, uh, but also uh, taking the path and finishing this. The book is entitled A World Undivided, Proposing Healthcare Delivery from a Different Angle, the CEO and co-founder of Axios International. Uh, Joseph Saba, thank you for joining us on TSB. Thank you very much.